Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Reddit List Podcast. I am Tansri from PoliceInFaith.com, and today I'm going to be talking with you all about eight ways to build confidence and make connections in your business. And when it comes down to it, I'm going to pretty much be giving you the lowdown on how to get over feeling like the oddball out in your niche. And I'm sure at some given point, you have felt this way, whether it's in business or whether it's been in, you know, just in life in general, school, whatever the case may be. So while these tips are applicable to business, they can also just be applicable to, you know, anything in your life, um, any scenario or situation in which you just kind of feel like you don't fit in or you're just not completely confident in yourself in that particular situation. So, We'll go ahead and get started and dive in. But before we do, just want to, um, this is going to be just kind of a mini-sode. So I'll be back with another full episode next week. And you can always head over to the blog to see the most recent content that I'm publishing. And you absolutely do not want to miss out on the weekly mailings I send out that are all about content creation and business strategy with a little design tossed in there. So you definitely want to get on the list. You can actually get on my list now by joining my free seven-day evergreen challenge. It teaches you all about how to create actionable and engaging evergreen content that's going to wow your audiences, build your brand, and just make your content just elevated to the level that people will have no choice but to share it and love it. And the best thing about it that is that it'll be good forever. It's always relevant. So that means that you can spend more time creating even better content, creating courses and devoting your attention and energy to things that are going to make you successful in your life and in your business. So head over to blissandfaith.com. You can sign up. I have a little top bar that you can actually just hit the join now. Sign up for that free challenge. You'll be added to my email list. Another way you can be uh, another freebie I'm giving out on the blog is actually my Building Your Authentic Brand Guide. And um, just as a super quick announcement, I'm going to be um, running, actually updating both challenges. I actually have the Take Action Evergreen Challenge that you can sign up for for free and I have the Building an Authentic Brand Challenge. I'm actually in the process of updating the Building an Authentic Brand Challenge and that's going to eventually be a course that I'll be offering so you can Definitely get more information down the line. So again, you'll want to definitely sign up for my email list and join to get more information about that. So you're kind of confused about how to add that authenticity to your brand or you're you're not feeling like your brand is as authentic as you um, want it to be. You're feeling a little too inspired by others or you're just not sure where to start. That is a great resource for where to start and it'll give you kind of a starting point before um, I introduce the course. Now to talk a little bit about the uh, Evergreen, the Take Action Evergreen Challenge. I'm actually going to be offering that challenge. It's still going to be free, but I'm going to be offering an expanded version of it and which will include um, a number of valuable resources to help you uh, create better content in your brand. It's going to expound on everything that you're going to get for free in the challenge. And you also, uh, there's going to be a workbook to go along with it. Or it's going to be, um, you know, a self-paced guided, a self-paced course uh, component to it as well as kind of a guided course component to it. And so, yeah, so be on the lookout for that. So just a few quick announcements before we jump into today's episode. And if you have not joined, um, 
the Dream Makers Creative group on Facebook. It's my private Facebook community for creative women and mothers in business. And basically it's a place for you know us to engage and share and get feedback from one another. So I'd absolutely love for you to um, join me over there. There are daily prompts for uh, different topics that you may encounter in your business and your blog. And you can join that. I'll be leaving the link to that in the show notes, or you can always link up uh, over there at facebook.com slash dreammakers creative, um, facebook.com slash group slash dreammakers creative. I'll link it in the show notes. And also you can find the link um, on my blog's homepage and in the footer of my blog as well. So whichever, however way you Wherever you land on my site, you can definitely find uh, a way very easy to sign up for my email list or to follow me on social media, listen to the podcast and join the Facebook group. So, alrighty, that's it for the announcements. Let's jump into today's episode. Alrighty, so when it comes down to building confidence and making connections in our businesses, it's essential that we do, but it's not always easy. I can be the first to say that this is something that I am still working through myself. So these are some of the things that I've learned over time as I've been working through and some things that I've been able to implement to help me build my confidence and make connections and things I'll be doing going forward. So, you know, I think we can all remember our first day of school, no matter the grade, you have to remember at least one of them. For me, I remember my first day of kindergarten, like that's the one day that stands out to me out of pretty much all the days. There's a few other days there, but especially kindergarten. The confidence and excitement I had when I started kindergarten was like that of no other. I had no idea what awkward was, nor had, to that point, I don't believe I'd ever felt it. I seriously, seriously, seriously wish I could go back to that point in my life, to that place, that place of innocence where the world is really at your feet and you have nothing to lose because you don't know how to lose anything in essence. You know, I think that's the one reason why we feel this way when we're young is because we haven't had time to differentiate ourselves from others. We haven't had time to feel, for the most part, that rejection from others, um, you know, from our peers, in kindergarten, no one is really all that much cooler or smarter than you because up to that point in your life, most of your peers have had similar experiences. There's not really much more that one five-year-old can do that another five-year-old can't do, you know, for the most part. And even if they can, they probably really don't remember. You know, nonetheless, most of us really don't form memories until we're around age three or four, and most of them still don't stand out until we reach the age of five and over. So for an example, if one five-year-old has been to Disney World, and just stick with me here, even though I'm a huge Disney fan, um, promise you this is super, super relevant. So if one five-year-old has been to Disney World and their friend hasn't, it doesn't make them hugely different from each other. The odds are that the five-year-old that's been to Disney World doesn't remember much or couldn't do much while there anyway. Basically, just because one five-year-old has been to Disney and the other hasn't, it doesn't mean that the five-year-old who's been is any better than the one that hasn't. So it's not like when we're adults and, you know, maybe someone's been to, you know, to a certain place or done a certain thing. And meanwhile, us back at the Batcave, we're, you know, sitting at home on the couch, you know, feeling boring or whatnot. 
So, you know, you don't have those same um, feelings until we get a little bit older and we start to realize, oh, okay, you know, this person's different from me or they've done something different than I can do or they're, you know, better at this than I am or I'm better at them than, you know, whatever the case may be. We start to learn that we're different and we start differentiating ourselves from others and learning what differentiates us from others. So by the time we're like eight or nine, the world starts to look a little bit different. We begin to encounter people who we know more than, you know, or they may know more than us. They may perform better than us. And overall, they just may seem cooler than us. Around this time is when we start to recognize that awkwardness, you know, and actually feel it for the first time. And that totally sucks. And I think that's why when we finally get to middle school or that weird, awkward phase where like, you know, everything is just kind of starting to grow and develop, we start feeling that way even more. Unfortunately, it kind of only gets worse from there since we get older and we experience, you know, more things in life and more situations. We start to feel it even more. The only way to win out against feeling awkward is to have the confidence to overcome it. Unfortunately, another, another, unfortunately, right? Unfortunately, confidence doesn't come in a pill form. Don't we wish it did? So it's a little harder to obtain quickly to get us out of feeling awkward. Like, unfortunately, we can't all just go run (laughs) and hide, you know, and crawl into a hole and bury our heads and and hide forever until we feel better. Um, And if you even if you try to do that, you won't be, you know, very productive and you, you might become a little reclusive, which is probably not the healthiest thing. Nonetheless, you know, I personally believe that confidence is something that is both innate and learned. Um, I believe they were born with a degree of it for certain, but, you know, it will inevitably increase or decrease as we grow, learn, and develop and experience all that life throws at us. And we all know that it throws a lot at us. So as we get older, it seems as if we encounter more and more things that take blows to our confidence, i.e. our ego. And after so many blows, we end up losing confidence in, you know, which in turn stops us in our trash and stifles our productivity. And for us creatives, we all know that that stifles our creativity as well. You know, when we start making decisions for ourselves and really take control of our lives, it seems to get even worse. I believe the reason for that is because we are now solely responsible for what results from the decisions that we make in life. There is so much to lose while there is so much to gain as well. And we really can't blame anyone but ourselves for our mistakes. Even when it is legitimately someone's fault, it still falls back on us because we either made the decision to be there or not be there or to do something or to not do something. So a major part of being a business owner is making decisions and smart ones at that. We can't base our decisions on what everyone else is doing. And I think that's one of the biggest things that affects confidence is that we look around and see what everyone else is doing and we become, um, you know, not confident in the decisions we're making. We start second guessing ourselves. So rather to use, uh, rather to have, you know, a base on what to, you know, make our decisions on, you know, we, you know, and have our 
brains be a reflection of what we stand for and not someone else's story and let it represent our struggle. You know, that reflection has to be unique and unique to you because you're the only one who's experienced that your way. So you really have to kind of put blinders on, keep your head down and just get it done. Get that work done. You can't look around and see what everybody else is doing. Think you should be doing it too. Yes, of course you want to stay up to date and up to speed on things that are going on. And I'm not, I would never encourage you not to do that. I mean, that's part of being a smart business owner is staying in the know. But when it comes down to directly comparing yourself to others or looking at what they're doing and, you know, becoming a little too, um, and not even inspired by it, but just feeling that unnecessary pressure and it sets you, it puts you off course, you know? So again, don't base your decisions and what your mission and your purpose is on what everybody else is doing and what theirs is. Your story may seem insignificant. And I think that's where that oddball awkwardness feels like and even boring compared to everyone else's. I know for, for me, I legitimately feel that way all the time. I'm not someone who's like, you know, I have this very like captivating, you know, heartfelt. So I mean, I'm sure to some people it, it may sound like that, but to me, I'm just like tens from Atlanta, Georgia, with you know, married with two kids and just trying to get through every day without feeling like a complete failure as a mom and trying to hold it together and um, you know, keep my two kids um, you know, healthy and safe and out of harm's way and be a good wife to my husband and a good daughter to my mom and sister to my brothers and things like that. However, I know that there's someone out there that can relate and they're looking for someone to relate to. And that's one thing you really have to remember. It's really taken me until recently to realize this myself. I honestly, and I pour my heart out truthfully, did not think my story was all that significant. You know, and it's one thing I'm still refining and I'm still learning how to tell and tell it in the way that I want um, it to resonate with others so that they really understand the purpose and mission behind the Bliss and Faith brand. Sometimes I just don't think it's worth telling and I struggle to tell it. And I still feel like an eyeball out sometimes. It seems like, you know, for the longest and the one thing that had me feeling this way is that it seemed like everyone in my niche had these hugely transitional, heartfelt, life-changing stories and that I didn't. But you know what? When it comes down to it, I'm just as special as anyone else and you are too. You're just as special as anyone else. Your story matters no matter how interesting or how boring you think it is. Your story is not boring. Someone is waiting to hear it and connect with it. Trust me on that. It isn't that I haven't gone through anything. You can trust that. I've, you know, you can trust me on that 100%. I've gone through quite the ringer over the past mm, four to five years of my life. It's some things that, you know, very personal, deep things that I may probably never share. But I've definitely gone through things. They made me, they molded me into the person I am today. And I'm better for it, no matter how hard and how deep the struggle was or how how badly it hurt. And that's the same thing you have to remember. Even me as an incredibly private person, it's hard for me to share my struggles. But I am learning that those are the things that are going to make me relatable to others. And those are things that are going to make you relatable to others as well. Those are the things that when you can share your story, you can start 
feeling and being more confident because you're the only one that, that knows your story. When you tell it and you know good and well that it can resonate with others and that by telling your story is helping, that confidence is going to be inevitable and it's going to get stronger and bigger and better. And you're going to be blazing trails and taking on the world with it. I can assure you that that's my um, and that's my goal every day. So, again, for me, it's been hard to share my struggles. And if you've been in this position or you felt that same way, trust you're not alone. You know, I'm one of those people. I work so hard to learn from my mistakes and I really try my hardest not to dwell on them. I hate crying over spilled milk. I do. And I feel that rehashing any kind of negative experience or stories would do just that. And I've had that mindset all along has been wrong. Like it's been so wrong. It's not about rehashing things or dwelling on the past. It's about telling your story and telling your story, connecting with others and letting you see you as human is what is going to build your confidence. So while your business is the entity that provides a product or service, a more personal part of it, your brand is what resonates with people and allows them to trust you. When you're confident and you know what you're talking about, you can share your expertise and become an authority on what you do and be seen as that. People will trust you, no doubt. And it will be no issue when you um, make a product or offer a service. People will be right there, lined up, hands high, raised in the sky, card in hand, ready to support you. The success of your business is going to hugely depend on how your brand is trusted. You know, it's the reason why we buy the brand name items versus generic ones. And almost every big brand that I can think of, you know, I'll use Apple for an example, has a story. You know, I was one of those people who I've already pre-ordered my iPhone 7 Plus and I might be dating this episode a little bit, but it's coming at the end of the month. And why? Because... Apple's but that trusts me. I know the story of the brand. I believe in what they stand for. I believe in the products. And therefore, I'm going to drop, you know, it's to me, uh, big, big dollars to and have a product. And that's just how it is. But if they had never shared their story. And even though, and I watched the keynote, they were still sharing a story. They were still sharing how their product can help you, why they created it. As they're going through all the features, you know, those things are resonating. They're connecting with me. I'm sitting here thinking, wow, my life is going to be better. I'm going to be able to be more productive, more organized when I get my hands on that iPhone 7 Plus. Now, whether or not it happens, it's neither here nor there. But that's the way it made me feel. So success, kudos to Apple <laughs> for that. Nonetheless, as I digress, um, You know, it's not necessarily that we think poorly of a generic brand. We just don't know enough about it. And this is a problem with your brand. And when you don't have confidence and when you're feeling like that eyeball in your niche and you're not sharing your story enough, you're being generic. You want to be that name brand. We buy what we know about and what we trust. And therefore, we buy the brand name item because we feel more connected to it. We trust it. We're familiar with it because They tell us their story and they actually remind us and tell us why their story matters and is important to us. 
If we hold back who we are, we don't allow people to become familiar with us. So there's not a connection or trust. They don't know our story. They don't know anything about us. They don't know us from another star in the sky. So again, don't be generic. Don't be that generic brand. You know, don't be the store brand. Be the name brand. When I started to hone in on who I am and think deeply and intentionally about why I'm passionate about my business, it occurred to me that I was only doing myself a disservice by not sharing, but I was not offering all that I could to my target audience or customer. So that lack of confidence, that that, that awkwardness was severely hurting my business, and it has and only now I built up the confidence to just put myself out there. From instance, me jumping back on the podcast, you know, getting ready to relaunch it, me getting back, uh, communicating with my email list on a frequent basis, me getting back on the blog, getting back even also just getting back to putting myself out there and sharing my story and sharing who I am and allowing people in and allowing them to get to know me. And I'll be sharing more and more. As time goes on, because I want the Bliss and Faith brand to be one that people know. And not even that, that people know Tins Reed, the person behind it, and my story and how I'm using it to help them and know that there's someone out there that they can relate to. If you think about it, how can you provide a product or service, you know, solve a problem if you're not even giving all of yourself in doing so? And basically, I asked myself that question. How could I provide a product or service to solve a problem if I wasn't even giving all of me in doing so? The easy answer is that I can't and I couldn't do it. So it is crucial that you build your confidence, start telling your story, and you start putting yourself out there. Running a business has taught me so many life lessons, you all. I'm sure that if you're a fellow business owner, you probably have felt the same way. Many of these lessons, you know, they they have taken time to digest and implement, but it is so worth it in the end because you really come out the other side so much better. And I promise you, you do and you will. For me, I thought I had no story. And even when I realized that I had a story, I thought it was insignificant. And so I was scared to share it. A lot of me feeling like that eyeball came from fear. It came from me feeling like I had nothing to offer and no place to start because of all that. It was very discouraging and such a defeated feeling. It came down to me comparing myself to others in my niche instead of appreciating their stories and learning from them and being encouraged to share my own. They made me feel boring and blah. And that totally sucks. On top of that, I felt that if I share even a little bit of my story, that people would know way too much about me. And that made me uncomfortable. Again, much of that feeling, much of feeling that way came from having a lack of confidence. The creative juices were not flowing. They came to a complete stop hole because of this. And for months, it's put, you know, a stop hole on the development of my brand and establishing those amazing and crucial and exciting relationships and connections with my fellow um, female creative business owners and with my target audience. So here are the eight ways that you can build confidence, make connections, and in turn, inevitably be successful. 
Here's how to stop feeling like that ought to ball out. Number one, tell your story. It matters. Number two, stay out of your head. Stop overthinking things. It will never get you anywhere but in a circle, in a circle, in a circle. Make friends and don't be a loner. You cannot do it all by yourself. And there's a post over on the blog that actually just that just went live all about this. Number four, offer as much of yourself and expertise as possible. Do not hold back. Put it all out there. And for free, you would if you know what you're doing, you'll be able to create premium content that you can always sell. But put out there what you know. Let people know that you have expertise in a certain area so they they can see you as an authority. Number five, give yourself a pep talk. Tell yourself no matter. No matter what, you can make it happen. Number six. Support others and let them support you. Again, we cannot do this thing alone. And number eight, last and not least, know that you're significant. Someone cares. Someone cares somewhere out there, and they always will. So fear and lack of confidence go hand in hand. And along with that, a feeling of being left out, unwelcome, and like you don't fit in. We have to get out of our heads when we start going down this path because that mindset is a huge hindrance to our success. So I leave you with these words on this mini episode of the Branded Blues podcast. Stay out of your own head and don't be a hindrance to yourself. So my friends, this is how to get over feeling like that eyeball in your niche. This is how to hopefully you can take these eight ways and build your confidence and start making those connections in your business. I supremely and you know it is my hope that you can take these tips and these ways and begin to implement at least one you don't have to do it all at once at least one just start somewhere in your brand in your business or just in your personal self and you can take that and you can run with it and you can start reaching those goals and accomplishing you know your dreams so I hope that you've enjoyed today's episode. I absolutely love your feedback. If you found this episode or the Branded Blues podcast in general valuable, I'd absolutely love if you left a review on iTunes. It'll help it get found so that other female creatives and women in business and mothers can also uh, listen to the podcast as a valuable resource in their uh, businesses and brands and life. Five stars would be amazing, but I'd appreciate any constructive and valuable feedback you may have. Again, you can always find me on social media at Bliss and Faith. I am at Bliss and Faith everywhere. And of course, over on the blog and in the Dream Makers Creative Facebook group. So I intend to read from blissandfaith.com. I sincerely hope you've enjoyed this episode and I will see you back next week with another full fresh episode of the podcast. Thank you so much and I will talk to you later.